Whiskey Girl, written by Adrian Lee, narrated by Zach McCann. 1. Fallon First time I met Augusta Bell Branson, she was fixing on killing herself. Said the minute I walked up, she was trying to decide if jumping off the bridge in the center, where the water was deep and the current stronger, would be a swifter end, or if she should jump near the edge where jagged limestone slabs anchored the slow-moving current. Certain death for sure. I replayed the split second when the Indian summer sun burst through the orange-oak leaves, a halo of warmth enveloping her. Like an angel, stardust sparkling straight from heaven, plopping her in my path. And then she turned, the most startling shade of liquid amber eyes, breathing something real and alive like fire into my soul. That same something I'd been running from, or chasing, depending on how you looked at it, just about every day since. I settled myself on the lone wooden stool that awaited at center stage, my thoughts drawn back to the present. My head swam, but the old familiar chords floated on through the current of whiskey in my blood, and I strummed the first few notes of a song I wrote a lot of nights ago by an act of sheer muscle memory. Old acoustic guitar rested on my knee, my first and third fingers in position on the strings. The opening chords of Whiskey Girl bled through my fingers. Every chord, another dagger. Every whispered lyric my undoing. I still didn't know what the fuck had overtaken me that night I'd written the song in a fevered rush. Well, the booze might have played a part, but I happened to think my best shit came out of uninhibited states. I'd just had a fuck ton of uninhibited states recently, and the harder the liquor, the more she haunted me. Whiskey girl, my poisoned lullaby. The crowd of a few hundred erupted into a standing ovation when I ended with the final emotion-charged words. The irony of this song was that it was the one that had launched my career. The first single to hit radio waves, and then the top spot on the billboard charts, and brought reporters, music executives, long-lost family members I wasn't even really sure I was related to, and too much other scum with an endgame that carried dollar signs to my front doorstep. I'd moved to Nashville a rising star and left two years later, middle finger in the air as I tossed my once promising music career out with last night's liquor bottles in favor of the open road. Chasing something, not finding the one thing I needed. Playing a local honky-tonks for a fraction of the money I could have made. But the truth was, the road was the only place I could find my happy. A familiar ball of pain formed in my throat as I stood, pushing my guitar over one shoulder and bowing deeply. I couldn't see a single face behind the glaring stage lights, but still, some part of me pretended she could be out there, and I was singing to her. Then she would hear the song, find her way back to me. After hundreds of faceless crowds, too many bottles of Tennessee whiskey to bother counting, I still felt the pull inside me to travel to every town in America if that's what it took to find her. Hell, maybe she was happily married with a few kids, a dog, and a fucking minivan by now. I nodded my head, giving one last wave to the crowd in the dark beyond, then left the stage, taking the steps two at a time and angling past the curtains to head for the tiny-ass dressing room this dive bar provided, heading for another chug of amber gold before packing my shit into my truck and hitting the road. I pushed a hand through my hair, thinking maybe a shower would be in order before I bailed, when a curvy little thing backed right up into me. My palms landed on her shoulders, warm blonde waves falling in a cascade over one side, the heady scent of peaches and honey filled my nostrils. My eyes slammed closed and brought me back to summer nights under a giant oak, fireflies melding together with the stars above like a painting. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. 
The sweet-scented creature spun, brilliant smile fallen from her face when our eyes made contact for the first time. Every cold-hearted memory slammed into my chest like a pallet of bricks. I narrowed my eyes, gaze tracing the familiar yet unfamiliar angles of her porcelain face. She is thinner now, cheeks sharp slashes of bone that highlighted her always devastating round eyes and full lips. It was her, all right. I'd know this woman anywhere. Hi, Fallon. I'd been dreaming of this moment for the better part of a decade, and still my heart wasn't prepared for those two words. My name on her lips left me with a toxic reaction. My whiskey girl. My damnation. And my salvation. I need a fucking minute. I, I drop my hands from her shoulders, her skin still haunting my fingertips, and walk straight down the narrow hallway, pushing the rusted back door open so hard the hinges protested. Warm night air filled my lungs, replacing the empty feeling seeing her again at left. Fallon. Uh, hell, she followed me out. And hell, if I wanted her to, but I didn't not want her to either. The emotions bombarding my mind were just a fucking bout unbearable. I said I need a fucking minute. The sentence came out more as a growl than I intended. Before she could reply, I stomped across the potholed parking lot, aiming for my heavy-duty Ford. I yanked the door open, digging behind the driver's seat for a fresh bottle of my favorite recipe. I couldn't be bothered to retrieve the half-full bottle I left in my dressing room. I had to get as far the fuck away from her just to clear my head and process what her being here even meant. My hand circled the neck of the bottle and I opened it in a flash, chugging back the first warm bite of pleasure I'd been craving. I tossed the cat back on my dash and fished the keys out of my pocket, about to climb into the cab and make hay when fingertips painted a dark navy filtered into my vision and back out again, my goddamn truck keys hanging from one finger. Fuck, I bit out, crawling out of the cab and swiping for the keys. My reactions were a hell of a lot slower than I thought they were. How much of that bottle had I drunk before the show? I shook the thought from my head, realizing this was probably about close to my average state of play on any given day. Running away from the life Augusta Bell and I'd had took something out of me. Something only whiskey could fill. I don't care what your stupid ass does on your own time, but you're not dying on mine, Fallon Gentry. My head pounded then. A whole fucking sentence out of her pretty pink lips and my body's old dependable reaction to her infuriating every cell of me. I'd never been in control when it came to Augusta. Shouldn't have surprised me it was no different now. As irritating as ever, I see. I said, swiping for my keys one more time and missing before I stumbled off around her. Whiskey bottle clenched in my hand and hell on my mind. Augusta was back. There wasn't enough whiskey in the state of Tennessee to help me deal.